During his private meeting with Yosef Atzadik, Yaakov Avinu reminds Yosef of the conditions under which Rachel Imenu passed away when he explained, Va'ani bevoimi padan, and I, when I came from padan, mesa alai Rachel. Rachel died on me. Now the question is, what exactly did Yaakov mean with these words? Yaakov Avinu could have simply stated that Rachel Imenu died. However, he specified Mesa Olai Rachel. Again, literally, that Rachel died on me. What is the meaning of Rachel died on me? Why did Yaakov add in that word, Olai, upon me? We answer that question as we enter another dimension of not only Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod, a journey into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, for Parsha Svayachi, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where we will look at a few different Pshatim to explain these cryptic words of Yaakov Avinu, Mesa Alai Rachel. How cryptic are they? What exactly does the word Alai mean? And... As a little bit of a disclaimer, as we've done in the past, when we try to look through Pshat, Remez, Josh, and Sod, there will be certainly some overlap between some of the different layers. In this case, there might be some overlap between Pshat and Drash, and I say that because some of the um, Drashos might actually be close to Pshat-oriented reasons for this extra word, a lie. And you can Judge for yourself if you think some of the drushos are actually Pashapshat answers and if some of them are drushos. I'll give a second disclaimer that when we move over to Sod, quoting some of the Kabbalists, we're going to see answers that really resemble drushos as well, which could be understood once again as drash. And that is because when we go into Sod, we don't go so deeply into Sod, and that is because we are not experts in Sod, but we will do our best to use the words of the Mikubalim to try to understand our verse. So going with Pashapshat, the Ramban suggests that Yaakov made this statement, Mesa Alai Rachel, specifically to Yosef in an apologetic way. He was speaking apologetically, explaining that because Rachel passed away suddenly on the road, the burden of her burial fell solely upon Yaakov, who was caring for the family and could not embalm her to preserve her body until he might theoretically return to Hebron to bury her in the Marasa Machpelah. In that kind of way, Mesa Alai Rocha, which sounds a little bit coarse, it's, you know, it almost sounds like Yaakov is saying it's a burden. Oh, look, she died upon me, she died on me, and I had to deal with this. But that is essentially what Yaakov meant, maybe not in a derogatory way, but more of the idea that the burden fell upon him in a most inconvenient way. It wasn't just the tragedy of the circumstance itself, but it was the tragedy of the circumstances under which the circumstance took place. That it was a, it was a very inconvenient way for her to die. Not just the inconvenience of her death alone, but the circumstances for um, the conditions under which she died. Alternatively, in Nachal Kedumim, he cites Rabbeinu Ephraim that when Yaakov specified a lie, it was as if to say, out of his affection for her, she died upon me. He says literally like she died in, uh, on his knees. Now, I don't know if Yaakov physically actually was holding on to her when she died.
I say that because of halachic concerns, because we know that she died in labor, and there is tamas leda, um, impurity of a woman um, bleeding in labor. So I don't know if Yaakov was physically holding on to her. Maybe the circumstances were such, were such where it could have been permissible. I'm not poskining and I'm not saying for sure. And maybe this can be seen as a, as a drusha as opposed to a pashup shot. But that's one suggestion. Now moving over to Remez, I have a fewer Muslim for you. The Chida, again, in Nachal Kadumim, he also suggests two Ramazim on our Pasuk. And the first, he states, is that the Rashi Tevos, or the first letter of each word in the phrase, Mesa Alai Rachel Baderech, that Rachel died on me on the road. So the Rashi Tevos are actually an abbreviation that spell out the word Ma'arav, which means West representing the makam of the Shechina. So, for example, Eretz Yisrael, in comparison to Haran or Aram or Bavel, is westward. Or you might be thinking of the Kosel Hamaravi, the western wall. So the Shechina, the place of the Shechina is the west. And apparently, this description of Rachel's death is a reference to the west and the place of the Shechina, suggesting that it was apparently time for Rachel to reunite with the Shechina. And I guess just as Yaakov was moving westward at this time, coming from Padanaram, so at this point, this was her time to reunite with the Shechina. And perhaps what the Chidah is suggesting is that as premature as her death seemed to be, her mission in this world must have been complete. Secondly, the Chidah points out that the Sofei Tevos, that the last letter in each word, of the same phrase actually share gematria, a numerical value, with the name of Hashem, Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yun, Nun, Yud, so um, Ado, and then Nai, which is symbolic of the Malchus Shemaim, the heavenly kingdom, which perhaps suggests that God willed it in the first place that Rachel would enter a union with Yaakov, and, and apparently now Yaakov, Hashem has decided that the time for this union was up. Now, perhaps you can suggest an additional remez to explain the word alai that relates back to the other times that this word alai appeared in connection to Yaakov Avinu. And I'm thinking of the Zayas Ranon, who quotes the Vilna Gon as saying that when Rifka reassured Yaakov that any curse that may result from the stealing of the brachos, so she said it would be a lie, it would be upon me. In other words, it would be upon her alone. So the Vilna Gaon apparently suggested that she was really communicating by way of prophecy that as a result of that scheme, Yaakov would only suffer to the extent of a lie. In other words, the Rashi Tevos, Aleph, or not really the Rashi Tevos, but the, the, the spelling out of the word a lie, Aleph, Lamed, Yud, which are Rashi Tevos for Esav, Lavan, and Yosef, that these would be the only trials he would suffer as a result of the scheme. So later, when Yaakov feared the potential loss of his sons Shimon and Binyamin, he stated that all of this suffering has fallen a lie upon me, which was apparently a complaint that he was suffering beyond what he was told he'd be suffering prior. But putting these two occurrences of the word a lie together with ours, perhaps we can suggest that Yaakov's usage of a lie in our context 
suggests another layer of the trials of Esav, Lavan, and Yosef as it relates to Rachel Imenu and her death. Perhaps Rachel Imenu being taken away from Yaakov is really the summary of all of these travails that Yaakov experienced. You know, the Esav's wickedness and his disqualification from the family of monotheism really led to Leah's fear and desperation to marry Yaakov, which was a big part of of Yaakov's loss of access to Rachel. We know that Leah um, constantly ends up in the spot where Rachel is supposed to be. In fact, in the Mar Samach that's where she is. Yaakov cries upon meeting Rachel because he can foresee that he's not going to be with Rachel. We know that Lovin, of course, is the, the mastermind behind uh, um, Rachel being also out of Yaakov's reach. Lavan keeps Rachel out of Yaakov's reach for as long as he could. And of course, when it comes to Yosef, the final of those three travails, Yosef's absence represents the real sting of love, Rachel Imenu's loss. Then Yaakov sees that he doesn't have his firstborn from Rachel. So Alai represents all of the travails that Yaakov um, experienced. Moving over to Drash, so the Svarno cites the Gemara in Sanhedrin, which might really be a form of Pashup Shad also, once again, that whenever a woman dies, she is dead in relation to her husband more than she is to anyone else in the world. In other words, as her husband, Yaakov was most deeply impacted by her death. Thus, Rachel died a lie upon me, meaning in relation to me more than to anyone else. Alternatively, Arachayim understands the word alai as Yaakov's confession of guilt, not just that she died on me, but that Rachel died because of me or on my account. And what did Yaakov do to cause her death? So one basic approach, the second one that the Arachayim suggests, is that Yaakov unwittingly cursed Rachel Imenu amidst his denial of any culpability in the theft of Lavan's trophim. Yaakov cursed the culprit, who unbeknownst to him was Rachel. Now moving over to Sod, we quote some Mikubalim. We'll come back to the Orachim's first pshat in a second, but first we'll quote the Megala Amukos, who adds really on top of this pshat of the Orachim, this drash of the Orachim, that Rachel died because of Yaakov. So he adds that because Yaakov cursed Rachel and caused her untimely death, saying that the thief should not live, and when Yaakov used the word Lo Yechieh, that that person should not live. So Yechieh, Yaakov was cursed as well and lost 33 years of his life, corresponding to the gematria of the word Yechieh. Thus, perhaps Mesa Alai Rachel, based on this Megala Amukos, can be understood as Yaakov is saying that Rachel died not just because of me, but also at my own direct expense. And now moving back to the Arachayim, as well as the Reishas Chachma, another Kabbalistic Sefer, they both cite the Zohar in um, Aleph Kuf Zam Kuf uh, Ayin Hey, so that's 1175a. As they quote the Zohar, who suggests that Yaakov was actually accepting guilt for having delayed his neder to tithe to Hashem, his neder that he made back in Parshas Vayetze. Another suggestion that it was because of Yaakov's apparent negligence that Rachel Imenu passed away. Either way, looking at all these pshatim, we've seen very different explanations of Yaakov's words. Is Yaakov saying that he was impacted 
by Rachel's death? Was he saying that he was burdened um, circumstantially by Rachel's death and therefore he couldn't bury her in the right way? Or maybe Yaakov is saying that it was really because of him and also at his own direct expense that Rachel Emenu passed away. Either way, we know the other Midrash from Chazal that Rachel Emenu's circumstances of her death and her burial was al Dibor. It was something that Hashem arranged. However, it would affect Yaakov, whatever impact it made on Yaakov. The main point of Rachel Emenu's death and the circumstances under which she was buried was so that she can be on the roadside when the Bnei Sra would be going into Galus so that she can pray for them and cry for them, Rachel Nevaka Albaneha. So as tragic as Rachel Emenu's passing is, we know it was for something greater. And yes, it impacted Yaakov, and it was very unfortunate for Yaakov, and she was being taken away from Yaakov. But every moment that, and every circumstance um, that led to Rachel being taken away from Yaakov Avinu, it was also that she can be there for us, to be there for her children. And we should be Zoha that the tears of Rachel Emenu should in fact um, be there for us and be a schus for us so that we can ultimately see the Gula of Meherdi Thank you for joining us here at the database.